What is the spiritual meaning of Queen Elizabeth II's death? What does this mean for you? What does this mean for the world? Is this an end of an old era? Is this the end of the old world paradigms and a shifting into a new world order? Is this going to take us into slave sociopathic society or a collaborative conscious society? Will the king rise with the cohort of his queen? If you are curious to know the spiritual meaning and dive deep into a deeper conscious conversation about this, then you definitely want to listen to this podcast. Welcome to the Dr. Aaron podcast. This is a top spiritual psychology coach podcast to inspire and teach you how to transform your trauma, birth your soul's purpose and manifest your dreams. Hi, I'm Dr. Aaron, Dr. Divinity. I'm committed to bringing you the best coaching tips, spiritual advice, trauma healing and metaphysical recovery secrets. I'm here to help you monetize your spiritual gifts and love your life. I want you to know that I've been exactly where you are, and I believe in you. Together, we're awakening the world. Hi, my soul family and community. I am super honored to dive deep into the spiritual meaning of Queen Elizabeth II's death today with you. And first, I just want to say that number one, we'll never judge or analyze or anything about Queen Elizabeth as the human being. We honor and respect her family, the royal family, our global community at large, and we are holding in our heart the grieving and reverence for Queen Elizabeth, for sure. So as a doctor of divinity and somebody who absolutely channels divine and the higher realms of the universe, I couldn't help but do this podcast because the day that Queen Elizabeth transitioned my mind and my body and my spirit was doing incredibly bizarre things. My mind had completely shifted into a space I had never experienced before. And I was demanded basically to go into deep meditation just to cope with what my brain was doing. And so when I heard of her transition, I immediately went back into a meditation and I couldn't help but her energy and her consciousness began to stream in on all levels on a bigger, bigger level. So one, I'd like to just take a deep breath in together and recognizing divine Queen Elizabeth. I recognize your divine hood and your humanhood. I honor you for declaring before the world and your whole life to be of service for the people, to be of service for the royal family. And I cannot imagine how difficult that may have been to stand in your truth and in your principles. May they have been right or wrong, or whether they were blessings and also full of, of deceit as well with all humanhood. I recognize the perfection and the beauty of who you are, and I recognize your symbolism for all of us, knowing that we are you and you are us. And we all have the beauty within us and we all have the dark within us. And in this, I say, thank you. Thank you for all your work on this planet. Thank you for all of your, all of your heart. And thank you for all of your blessings and lessons. And so I declare right now a call for Queen Elizabeth. I declare beautiful transition over the 10 day ceremony that have began or have been completed, depending on where you're listening to this. 
And in this, I say yes to life as together we say, and so it is. So let's break this on down, you guys. What is the spiritual meaning of Queen Elizabeth II's death? What does this mean for us as a collective energetically? What is this representing? And first, I want to say that spiritually, we don't believe in death. We know that there is only life and there's transition from a particular body maybe, but there's only life. And so we know Queen Elizabeth is very much alive right now and living and breathing in all of us right now as the one divine family. So what does this mean for you? What does this mean for the planet? What does this mean for us? And when the energy began to come through and consciousness began to come through, it was really fascinating because number one, I personally had been going through some leadership uh, distinctions for myself and we're in a masterclass and Queen Elizabeth represents the queen bee. She represents the leader. She represents the monarch. She represents that, which is really the holy presence. And if you're, it's really interesting because when you dive into the principles that she lived by and what was really there, you'll know that the queen supposedly never gave any political viewship, right? She never gave her opinion or political affairs. She really was a figurehead of representation of, of, uh, of organization of a culture. You know, the monarch supposedly came in after World War II for to bring order and to have multiple states of head for there to be basically some order and to have division between who says everything, right? Who makes all the decisions, right? And at the same time, she absolutely had the right to make all decisions. So this transition, this quote, quote, death of this figurehead called Queen Elizabeth, we want to break this on down. So number one, when we take a look at queen, you know, of course, we think about the queen bee. And the queen bee is fascinating because if the queen bee dies, what happens is there's chaos and there has to be another queen. So as we know that King Charles is automatically um, revered as the king and his cohort um, Camilla, consort Camilla as queen. And what this means, right, is that when a queen, a queen bee dies, there is a reshifting of energy, right? And, but the truth is that a, a beehive cannot survive without the queen. There has to be order. And this is universal law. This is how universal works. And so we have to look at this and we know that for anybody to have that much power, right? The royal family, we know that the only way for that really to ever happen is to absolutely, you know, have a divine spark, but also there is corruption. There has to be corruption. We're, we're human beings. There is there can be inauthentic things. There can be, you know, manipulation behind the scenes. And I'm not going to get into that today, but I would say there's probably nothing of that level of power on this planet that can't have the blessings and the curse, right? It's universal law. Everything has blessings and everything has, has harm, right? Everything has harmony. Everything has chaos there. You can't have anything in this realm without that. So also if we break down Queen Elizabeth, right? The spiritual meaning of Queen Elizabeth the second in particular, right? So Elizabeth, what does Elizabeth mean? When we break down Elizabeth, it's really interesting because of course we know what this means, right? Elizabeth is a very, very spiritual name. It's extremely spiritual. And I just want you to, for a moment, just take in, in a breath for yourself and just feel into the word Elizabeth. So the name Elizabeth is absolutely a biblical name of Hebrew, right? It means God is my oath. God is my oath. 
And when we think about one of the most famous speeches and declarations that Queen Elizabeth made and King Charles just referred to in his speech was, I declare before all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. What a beautiful intention. What a beautiful intention. Whether she was able to hold that and always use the highest of highest principles, you know, that was her development in this lifetime. And we'll never know the things that she went through. Obviously, she went through hell and back, I'm sure, through many things. And the funny thing is that even with her never even saying anything of her viewship on anything, the media and people, many people loved her or hated her. <laughs> you know, that's a leader. A leader represents the queen servant of God, right? We take a look at Christ consciousness. Christ was crucified, right? Some people absolutely loved him and devoted to him. And some people hated and wanted to cru crucify him. This is what a queen Elizabeth represents. She represents that part of ourselves that is absolutely the queen that absolutely can also be crucified, that absolutely can have the power of all the masses and have, you know, dark things to get there as well. She represents a lot. She represents an old paradigm, a paradigm that, that has worked and not worked. And that is a, an era of an old world paradigm and shifting. I'm not saying that it's good or bad. I'm just saying that it is a paradigm. The concept of having a king or queen and the masses, right? The people versus the royal, the haves and haves nots that we have to take a look at this. And I'm not here to say it's bad because I think that our world in particular, people think that they want everyone to have equality. And the reality is that we live in a relative universe where there's, there's a, the fit survive, right? And there's, there's not necessarily what's fair. It's usually cause, it is only cause and effect from a universal perspective. So let's break this on down. What does this represent? So feeling into the cosmic energy of all of this, you know, right now, uh, science is showing that because of what human beings are doing on the planet, that we're actually holding more of the sun's energy. So the energy is actually getting more intense. The energetics of this world are getting super intense. Hence why I believe my, my brain and, and all my energetics, even the day that Queen Elizabeth transitioned was so intense between technology, between the sun's energy and all the frequency of the planet. And between everything that we see on social media and in the news, we're going into a new level of masterclass. And we always say that life is like a masterclass, right? So we have to take a look at what is going to happen out of this. So a monarch, right? A monarch could be beautiful. They could bring order to the people. It could, and it also can be completely corrupt, right? That right now we're going into a new level of choice and it's not going to be the the person at top that's going to choose, even though uh, King Charles is taking his place, that the masses and the people are no longer accepting that a hierarchical, um, either political or, you know, monarch or anything, they are, it's crumbling. It's literally crumbling before our eyes because the masses have so much power through social media and through being able to come together through collaboration, whether it be good or bad, they as well have power. And so we are looking at a new era. 
And this is the end of a new, of a, an old era, an old world paradigm is shifting and the old world is transforming into a new world. And we have basically the law of supply and demand. And what's happening is the world is demanding for us all to rise. And if we wait for a leader or a queen or a king or our government to save us, we will not be saved. The universe and life is demanding for us to rise as the individual as well. We know that we're the individual, we're the collective and the cosmos. We are the king and queen. But until we recognize that, until we stand into that truth, we will begin to crumble into more and more poverty and a mindset in our life and all the things. So things are happening across the planet that are demanding us to rise. And the only way we rise is to work together, right? We are unity and diversity. We are the unique divine expression and we are the individualized divine expression. We are unity and we are diversity and we are divine. We can choose to be divine and rise together or we can divide and fall, right? So we're going into a new era and we're going into the choice. And let me tell you what the choice is. The choice is slave sociopathic society right? We can have a slave sociopathic society with a hierarchical um, king and queen and, uh, and political agendas, or we could have an incredible, beautiful monarch that is working for everyone and bringing harmony. We can have politicians and government that works for the people, right? So that's two choices over there of having old system that work through and bring ethics and whatever else and hold the highest of the God consciousness for the planet right? Or those can crumble and we can have either anarchy, complete insanity on this planet and crumble as, as, as Greece did, right? As the ancient civilizations did, we can crumble, right? Or we can have collaborative conscious society. And so what the spiritual meaning of Queen Elizabeth death is, the meaning is what you make it. We don't believe there is a meaning. We are meaning-making machines, and we get to make whatever meaning we want out of it. We can't look to the world or this podcast or anything for a sign to tell us what it means. We get to decide. You get to decide what the meaning is. You get to decide if you want to create and just sit back and pretend like nothing's happening and not create something in the world, not against something. Like this, one of my things as a spiritual practitioner, we are not here to make anyone wrong. We're not here to make the government wrong. We're not here to make a monarch system wrong. We're not here to do any of that. We're here to create. Queen Elizabeth in her heart, I can only imagine the declaration of being a servant of God, right? Of being that which really, truly, if that is the purest, the purest or intention, right? She would want that for each and every one of us. She would want that for each and every one of us, the pure, pureness of her. We all have pure parts and we all have other parts that are not pure. We're human and we are divine. So as a spiritual practitioner, as a doctor divinity, we look at everything to say, what meaning do I want to make out of this? What do I want to create out of this? How do I'm not going to pretend to be the victim or look to some figure to solve my problems? that each and every one of us has a divine God presence within. And then it's up to each and every one of us, right? So again, God is my oath, not some man in the sky. Okay. We don't believe in God as some man in the sky. We believe that God is the oneness, that unity within us. And if it is our oath to 
work and, and really hand our life over to the highest harmony. Okay. That means we still have human moments, but we come back to truth and we know everyone's divinity and we don't focus on making people wrong or slandering them or doing anything. We focus on ourselves becoming the highest version of ourselves. We focus on being the difference that we see in, that we want to see in the world, right? So we know right now we have a choice. The monarchy can either become beautiful and have, you know, go towards that initial intention. God is the oath, right? Or it can have total corruption, enforcement, colonization, have morality and ethics issues. The choice is each and every one of ours every single day. We can focus on what's wrong in the world, or we can focus on what is right by creating what we want in harmony here, right? So how the old world has passed and how are we entering into a new era? It's, it's, it's over, you guys. The old world of thinking somebody's going to save you is over. The queen bee has transitioned. And the only way for the beehive to thrive and survive is for you to become the queen, for you to rise in your own devotion, for you absolutely to work for the service for the highest good, to no longer make anyone wrong or focus on what isn't working, but rather put all of your attention into becoming the embodiment and knowing that you can create whatever you choose. And in this, I also want to talk about the bloodlines, how the bloodlines have, how important the significance of Queen Elizabeth and bloodlines. As, as someone who, you know, we do trauma work in our you know, communities, we, we do spiritual trauma work and we have the divine right to do that. No, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a doctor of divinity. And spiritually, we have the right to work on our bloodlines and our DNA and release all, all transgressions all traumas, all limited beliefs, all energetics that no longer serve on the bloodlines. And this is the deal. The royal families want to only marry into and have children with particular bloodlines. And that may sound like, oh my gosh, that's so disgusting. That's so, um, you know, um, discriminating. That's so whatever. But the truth is that if you understand how important your bloodline is for you to clean up your own bloodline, for you to do your own work on your own DNA to clear it out, and then you'll know that really you can't partner with other people that haven't done their inner work because it's going to entangle you in all kinds of division and energetics and all kinds of stuff. So the pure bloodline is very important, not just for the royal family. You are the next king and queen. You are that which the universe has been waiting for. It is your time. And I say, and I see that you are the next queen and you are the future world-renowned spiritual leader. And so I just say, may we choose to have a collaborative conscious society, but may we also know that we are absolutely still always going to be in a hierarchical system. There has to be a king or queen to rise, to pull up the consciousness of the collective that has not done their inner work, that is still in chaos, that does not know. May you rise in this today. And so I'm saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have all full respect for the royal family family, full respect, knowing that there is so many lessons to learn of Britain versus America. So in, in Britain, it's really interesting because as a queen, she really didn't show emotions and she didn't have opinions. And she, it's almost like there was a lot of secrets and people would question what was really going on within the Royal family. 
And then in America, we're opposite. We tell everything, we have cancel culture, we react, we slay out our emotions. And I believe that both of us need to learn and come together and realize that there's an authentic, transparent way of doing things to know that we are human, but we also need to have emotional mastery and not slay out and slash out and react with our emotions, but rather use our emotions to fully communicate and to learn and to grow and to take it to the next level. And so in this, let's just take a deep breath in together again. And I'm just saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so blessed to know that I am the queen, that you are the queen, that we have the possibility to absolutely guide and lead and bring harmony and work for our, our family and our community. And in this, I'm saying, a call and releasing Elizabeth's free spirit to go back into the one divine for her to choose to come and into another relative experience and really do even more of her intention, her intention right here, right now, holding it, which is God is my oath. As together we say, and so it is, I'm so excited. So if you're in my community, in you're here in the podcast, so you are part of my community, but if you're in society, in the membership, uh, this week is going to be an incredible week. We have two more weeks before we have um, our, our, uh, our fall break. We take 12 weeks on. I train you as a CEO of your personal professional life. And we take one week off at the end of the quarter so we can rejuvenate, reflect, and put our new goals into place. And we have all of our regular calls this week in Spiritual Warrior. So if you're someone who wants to have total breakthroughs in all areas of your life and do your inner self-coaching work on trauma and everything, you want to come into the Spiritual Warrior program. Our level two is spiritual entrepreneur. If you already have your own framework, but you want to do breakthrough work and release all your limited beliefs and develop your business, and you come into number two, which is spiritual entrepreneur. Level three is our accreditation certification program for E4 trauma method, all based in spiritual psychology. And it's a life-changing program because it's 180. It's a hours. You can do it. You can get your certification as soon as three months up to one year, but you can stay in the program for one year. And you basically go into triads and pods and receive all your work, give all your work, get testimonies. You're trained by me all the time and all the incredible community around it. Level four is spiritual practitioner. This is for mastery. This is a spiritual practitioner, um, spiritual psychology practitioner and coaching. So you are becoming a master coach. You are literally learning universal law, metaphysics, all the stuff so you can be masters. It's literally like, you know, people walk in the room and you're like, wow, what do they have, right? It's like life-changing. Their consciousness has a, is this it factor. And you're like, I don't know what they have, but I'll have what they're having. That's a spiritual practitioner. That is that true level. And then after that, of course, is our master teacher speaker training. And then finally our doctor divinity training. So in this, I just say, I would love to dive deep. I am holding a, a breakthrough call. I believe on Wednesday, it'll be right below here. The link's there. It's still going on. We change things throughout the year, but right now we're doing Wednesday breakthrough calls. So I'd love to dive deep, really take a look at where you're at and just get to know you. It'd be an honor. Okay. Have a beautiful, blessed day and may you live your truth.